This is a diet of Brussels. Where's the risk in relation to the EU? If you like, this is a slightly uh, philosophical question in the sense that uh, a lot of the campaigning that we've heard on both sides uh, of uh, the referendum have talked about risk. Now, most obviously, uh, those campaigning uh, in favour of remaining in the EU talk about the risk of leaving. They say that uh, the uncertainty about what form uh, post-membership UK uh, relations with the EU might take is necessarily uncertain because nobody's ever tried to leave the uh, EU before in the way that's been suggested. Uh, there's no guarantees about what kind of arrangements might be available, no guarantees or clarity about what options might open up. And, you know, clearly there's a question that the uh, Remain campaigns make, which is about reputational risk, that if the EU, uh, UK is seen to turn its back, if you like, on its uh, closest neighbours and its uh, deepest uh, relations uh, with its neighbourhood, then what does that say about its willingness to engage more deeply with other parts of the world? So there's clearly a risk in this uh, direction. But what's interesting is that the uh, Leave campaigns have also talked about risk. They talked about the risk of staying in for the UK. Now, here they can clearly point to the challenges the UK has faced in relation to the Eurozone crisis, in relation to migration, uh, in relation to all the things that the UK is forced to do, and I'm doing air quotes when I say forced to do, uh, by the EU that it wouldn't otherwise choose to do. Now, uh, that, I think, is uh, an interesting and uh, noteworthy uh, point to dwell on that uh, risk is, well, it's effectively universal, isn't it? That there are clearly uh, unknowns uh, in our future, whatever path we choose to tread. The question really then is, uh, where do we uh, see risk? How do we measure it? And what what mitigation can we put in place to uh, reduce our exposure to that risk? Now, Clearly, uh, that's an easier thing to manage in relation to staying within the EU, that we already know what the organisational infrastructure looks like. We know that it's uh, a structure that can only be modified uh, substantively by treaty reform, which requires British approval, uh, and uh, actually now would actually require another referendum. So uh, the ability to have a reliable and dependable uh, institutional structure, uh, unless the whole thing goes uh, completely belly up, is clearly much greater in the context of continued membership. At the same time, what the Leave campaign, I think, usefully makes us think about is the way in which institutions and structures have to change and adapt that clearly uh, the situation of the EU now is different than from what it was 10 years ago, 20 years ago, or whenever we want to look. So uh, institutions, organisations are necessarily dynamic. We only have to look at the structure of the British state and the way that's changed since uh, the glorious revolution of 1688 to see the way in which 
within nominal continuity, we have actually had a system that has changed very radically in a, in a progressive kind of way. The case, the question about risk, I think, is one that we will always need to to keep in mind. I think the dangers that uh, the Remain campaign paint of uh, a UK cast adrift uh, on the international system are, are probably overstated in the sense that. Uh, the EU is not likely to go down the route of being vindictive and punitive in its uh, post-referendum uh, exit negotiations. But at the same time, there's the question of lack of clarity again about what it actually will entail. So we might just think about how this notion of risk plays out as we go through the rest of the referendum campaign and particularly if we end up with a vote to leave, quite how that plays out in the exit negotiations.